Blurred Up, Blurred Up, welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D-P-R-U-P. You can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. And we are on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. Find us on Blurred.com, our partners full of nerdy content from a black cultural lens. I am your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by Jack Zilla, uh, actor, DJ, promoter, falconer, we said that one time, dog, dog catcher, uh... Slash, slash, slash. Every, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What's up, man? All is well, man. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good, good to see you. See you. I'm, uh, I'm very excited for this show because we are going to talk about our favorite rap albums of 2020. I haven't done a show like this in two years. I had a really great time with Sean Soul last time. Me and Jack have similar tastes, but I think our lists are quite different from each other this time, That's which right. is better for y'all because you'll have even more recommendations. First, I want to jump into discussing briefly our thoughts on rap this year. Have your taste or appreciation changed this year? And how do you feel about the quality of releases this year? Well, I guess my taste has, I won't say it's changed, but this year I, I feel like I was in a constant vibe. Like the the mood of the year, you know, due to all of the, the tragedies due to the pandemic, some other stuff that's, you know, happened in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Like this year has been one of those years that is, is kind of guided me into a specific vibe, into a specific mood. And part of that has led me to listen to a lot of down-tempo music. So, you know, I didn't I didn't party too much this year. Let, let's just face it. I didn't party too much this year. No one did. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that could just literally just pump music in my house and dance for, you know, five hours, you know, just... Me and my wife. It mm-hmm. might might not be a secret. She wants everybody to know, but like we have our own house party, just me and her sometimes. That's great. <laughs> and Jealous. you know, just dance around the house and have a good time. But this year, just there just wasn't much of that, and so you'll you might sense a lot of that in my list as we progress. But yeah, yeah, I'm about the same. I chose some more up tempo, happy stuff, but I did have a lot of down tempo on my list and just listening period throughout throughout the year mm-hmm. I didn't really listen to I remember in 2018 when I did that show with Sean Soul I listened to over 100 albums that year mm-hmm. like I was really I had the time for it I was really into it this year with um, I got injured and of course um, I'm doing my, my teacher, teacher's license program right now it's hard to really get into all that it's really hard to study and internalize new concepts while trying to absorb these very lyrical albums that's so, right I haven't listened to as much this year, but I think I listened to all of the of the big ones, and I tried to listen to some lesser-known stuff, too, so I hope my list is a good mix of all those things. Um, I don't I, think you missed out, though. Like I don't think you missed out on much. This that's is, true. What I was going to say this year is it's interesting, and I'm happy we're doing our favorite releases from the year because even some of the albums that I liked weren't that great. Yes. So like uh, that and that that's been an interesting thing. So it was it was actually difficult for me to make this list. I was telling you all fair that mm-hmm. I had to do it a little differently this year. Like normally I I can just go and just list like some amazing albums and then pick from them, but this time I really had to think okay, which were my favorites out of the you know, there were some albums that were really great. And like we can you and I both share the RTJ album, right? Yeah. And we'll talk about that later, but that's a great album. But there were some other albums that were okay, right? But I could still vibe to them, you right. know. But it's so I can't say personally there was a whole lot of this was not one of those years where we could say this is the best year for hip hop. The last two years to me have been kind of mid, fine, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. 
Well, first I want to ask, how did you score these things? You said you, you made a score for your oh, right. albums. What was your that's kind of rubric there? That's kind of how I how I had to do it. So it was, you know, I did it lyrically. I kind of scored it lyrically because you have to production because you kind of have to. Um, can you vibe through the album from beginning to end? Mm. That's always one of my things because I listen to music in the background more so than I listen to it, you know, directly. Right. Um, so those were the three main ones, and then just general appeal. Mm-hmm. Like, is this something that that I like? Like, is this something that I can really that I can really rock with? Like it, like you relate to it. Well. Yeah, yeah. Relatability. I, that's the one. No, I, I totally. Said. I feel you on that for sure. That that was kind of my first. Was on our previous show that we did together. I talked about how rap needs to change in this climate, and I realized for sure my politics and my just my experience, my life experience, really guided my taste this year. And number two. I can't really do long albums anymore mm. unless it's very diverse and that production is just, it's really there. It's really hard to listen to. Like some of these rappers are like, are, they're like Quentin Tarantino, like get, get an editor. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear, you know, I'm rich, I'm rich. You're broke. Like for 21 songs, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, let's, uh, I'm excited about this. Let's, uh, yeah, man, let's get started. So, Again, we're not speaking from an objective place about what we think are the best rap albums. These are 10 albums that we connected with the most. That right. is all. We're going to share back and forth, and then I'm going to mix in some songs, uh, samples of songs in between. So, do you want to go first? Sure, sure. Um, I guess since you were talking about politics, okay. there's a specific album that, uh, to be honest, if if it weren't for this stuff that's happened this year, especially mm-hmm. with the Black Lives Matter, uh, excuse me, Black Lives Matter movement and some of the other, you know, racial justice movements that have happened, I would not have chosen this album, which is uh, D Smoke's Black Habits. It's a good album. It's a great album, actually. And I can, it's one of those albums that I vibe to from beginning to end. Lyrically, it's amazing. But there's just something about it that that doesn't, I don't know, It I well, okay, here's the thing. I know what it is, and I was trying to avoid saying it. It's because he sounds so much like Kendrick. It's I I want to listen to it, but I want to hear Kendrick say those things. Mm. I want to hear Kendrick make these songs. Mm. And so it would be wrong of me to deny the fact that it's a great project and the songs are amazing. I, you know, I like, I especially like the ones that um he does with his, when he's ever he does music with his brother, with Sir. Sir. Like that's fire. That's that synergy that they have, of course, is, is amazing. I just want to hear this. I wanted to hear from Kendrick this year, so I feel like you know, D Smoke is kind of like Kendrick Light. <laughs> so is D Smoke Sir's brother or cousin? I forgot. Is it? I think it's his, his brother. brother. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember they were related somehow. Right. How do you feel about Sir's album? Just just off off topic. Sir is fire, man. I love Sir. Yeah, I like that album this year. Yeah, D Smoke. I listened to it once, and I remember liking it. And I honestly, when you said this, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that album. Mm-hmm. I liked it when I heard it. I never went back to it because it kind of released earlier this year, right. right? Yeah, I was something was happening with me. I really just I didn't return back to it for some reason, but I'll definitely check that out again after the show here. It's a it's a great project. I broke a couple hundreds to show you I'm on it. I done work hard for these dollars, and part of the problem is my job. Leave me feeling parched and you dripping with agua. Carnaval in Brazil, look like you fits in the samba. Mi carnal está a mi lado, like Pippin' the Jordan. I like a solid mamba. I ain't falling, but I'm about ready to empty all of my pockets here with my accomplice. Girl, if you here for dollars, consider mission accomplished. Shake that thing like you won't put that fire up. Stop, drop, roll, TK no more. Roll, roll. 
OTK no more. Oh, yeah. Sit me down like a young nigga on timeout. Stop, drop, roll TK no more. No, TK. All right. My number 10 is Amine Limbo. Uh, this is a lighthearted West Coast summer album with nice production, and he just slides all over it with the exaggerated swagger of a... No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he just... He was just... Uh, just Every track is a bop. Um, it's fun. It's refreshing. It. I didn't take anything serious away from it, really, but he does get a little more personal about his mom and his thoughts about having kids in the future. There are some good features from Charlie Wilson, Vince Staples, G.I.D., Young Thug and Moore. Yeah, I just really enjoy this album. And you know why You've been fucking with me since I was a small fry And your X-Men, that's my little guy I know some niggas that'll kick him to the coastline I'm on West Side, nigga, we on Showtime You got some fake friends, they just told lines Text, I reply, baby, till my phone die You know he lied if a nigga said he don't lie I fucked up once again And you know that I'm never too proud to pay It's hard to admit that I made my bed it was a good project like the what's the song fetus i really Mm -hmm. like fetus that's it's a good project the only reason i didn't have it in my list is because when i listened for amine i listened for one specific thing and that's the big hit like the big smash hit gotcha gotcha it was a little more just just consistent yeah it was it was very smooth very level great project but it just you know i listened to I want to hear that that the the banger from amine because he's so good at making those sure that's true i mean but yeah it was a good project yeah, I didn't feel like bangers from this. I this for me was like, you put this on like in the homies we have a barbecue together, mm-hmm. and like you can just play this from front to back like no right. problem. That's what it felt to me, not like, like a club like that. His big hit from uh, what was that song? I forgot that song's name. The the, the big one he had, uh, Caroline. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, none of that on there, but it was still really good. But that that was my issue with it. Like mm-hmm. there was no song on it that I would purposely go to. Like I had I had my favorite songs, The Fetus and Pressure were my two favorite mm-hmm. songs in the album, but I wouldn't go i wouldn't specifically turn on amine's album and to to listen to any one song song. but i could easily play it if i'm if i'm doing some work if i'm cleaning the house if i'm you know riding the subway or something and just listen to it from front to back i feel you i feel on that all right number nine all right number nine is is gonna be see (laughs) i was waiting i was kind of i was deciding so this i when i did my list uh two weeks ago I was debating about this one. Okay. And the, anybody who knows me, who's who's listened to me on this show before, understands will understand why. Um, but my number nine, and it's not the one you think it is. My number nine is J Electronica Act Two: Patents of Nobility. Okay. That's right. So. Are you counting this as a 2020 album? I am. Interesting. All right. Well, it was why it was released in 2020. That's true. (laughs) But the songs were recorded. Like, there's one song on there. He talks about receiving something on his BBM, like his BlackBerry Messenger. I'm like, man, this is he recorded these forever ago. But you know, we never know sometimes when artists record their music, right? We go by the release date, and this was one of my favorite releases of the year. Even though I would say about four or five of the songs we already knew. Yeah. It it still had enough original material on it, you know, that it made me enjoy it. And you, and just for anybody who doesn't know me, I'm a I'm a J Electronica stan. I admit it, and I you know I'm biased, very biased. So yeah, this is my number nine for sure. Sentimental raindrops. 
the tears fall in increments Like incremental pain drops That wash away the stained spots The western world is just a hive of scum and villainy That's why superheroes wear disguises and trilogies When the future is uncertain And the wizard's just a man inside the booth behind the curtain Behaving like a serpent With a bag full of everything except your home Just remember, be yourself and accept your own a running high. Wasn't the shiny suit song on the written testimony too? It was like, was it unpolished or was it like a new beat? I forgot. No, it was the original, the same shiny suit was on the same one. Yep. Right. When I first heard this album, I was like, man, why didn't you release this on time? Because in 2012, just given what was out there, that would have shaken the game up. It's frustrating that he got in his own way about this because I didn't love this album, but had it come out at that time. But he addressed it on the album. You know, mm-hmm. he, he admits the fact that he um, he was he received so much acclaim from his previous work that he was scared that people wouldn't like this project. Yeah. You know, and that's I think that's part of what helped me to relate to this project and and the newer i can't it's hard to say the previous project but like his more recent work as well is right. you know him admitting to uh the fact that the reason why it took him so long to release is because he was just so worried about right. how people would it, how people would take his his work he at that time i think he never did truly believe that he was uh, he knew he's a good rapper mm-hmm. but as far as a, a total musician i think he you know he had so many doubts about himself and people just gave him so much pressure oh he's mm. the he's the next one he's the new one he's right. you know let's they put him up there with you know people the rock like Pac and big the and, Nazis, Rakim and all right, of them you know sure. so that that's a lot of that's that's pretty heavy to put on somebody's shoulders and so, true so i get it i get it it's just man for such a a man with such potential it's just unfortunate what if he put this out in 2012 and blew yeah. up like what other projects could he have made That's since right. then to now right but at least we have it now yeah at least i know what it sounds like i can't wait till they actually mix it like but you know, like they took it down off a of title so i can't actually listen to it anymore you know track by track but it's all over youtube and everywhere at least else, legally, so. right yeah right okay yeah jaylek my next album is Sadistic, the Elysium EP. Okay. Um, do you know who he is? No, I don't. Okay, so Sadistic is a rapper from Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, Seattle, you know, 90s is all about that that grunge and, and, and darkness. That's right. And he's kind of that with rap, in a sense. Um, it's too bad we didn't do a show last year because his album, Haunted Gardens, would have made my list at that time. And honestly, had I known him in 2018, probably would have made my list too. Hmm. Um, he's one of the most consistent rappers you've never heard of. He's um, His themes are rooted in solitude, nihilism, existentialism, and the macabre. Like, he put out another EP this year, and it was much darker. Like, had a, had a song called um, Hell is Where the Heart Is and hmm. Sad the Impaler. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean... I don't want to use the word emo, but he's he's dark for sure. You know, I like emo music, so no, I think you would you you, you dig him. I'm with it. But his technical prowess, his breath control, his wordplay are incredible, and he always chooses um you like lesser known producers to do his work. Okay. This album is not as dark as his previous EP this year called Delirium, but it's not happy. Uh, he has a, his opening track is called Canary in the Mine, and for those who don't know what that means, it's a reference to a minor tradition 
of bringing canaries into the mines. And if there were poisonous elements in the air, they would die before the miners would. And it was a warning. Um, but there is a point of levity on the album with Zodiac, uh, which features your boy Mick Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Really cool. But yeah, overall, like despite the darkness of the album, it didn't depress me. It made me feel seen, like like I wasn't alone. I know folks talk about that with various artists, like on the on the black side, like Cuddy, etc. Mm-hmm. I dug this one, so check that out. Either turn a blind eye or learn to climb high heights of birds at pining birds cry from pines of pining the words are prescribed combine the sight seeking perched on birds I got burned on pyres heard the word to wise search the surface sure fits are first to die all my personal ties die by turpentine time to turn the tides titles turn to fight if I don't earn my stripes I go serpentine this is verse of fire versus verse for hire I surf the current search with urgency I describe the words so verdant to verse to liars in their layer layers pillin' earth's design later pills of pill built purple skies way appealing still felt immersified definitely gonna have to check that one out yeah all right so my next one what are we on number eight yep ah man it's so hard to number these but my neck the next one i'm gonna have to go with is worst to five nine the allegory it's to be honest and a lot of the listeners out there might might want to you know punch me in the face for this one but this is the first worst to five nine album that i could actually rank in any year in my top 10 of anything. I respect Royce. Uh, Royce is one of the the greatest lyricists of our day, Mm -hmm. period. But just musically, he and I just don't vibe. Like, you know, if if I'm going to somebody for punchlines, just, you know, to just, you know, bar for bar, just destroy a track, I go to Royce. Royce Mm -hmm. is one of those people. But just, me and his songs just don't don't vibe. But this album... This album had enough cuts on it where I was like, okay, this one I can get with. Yeah. This this is definitely my favorite Royce project. This one just missed the list for me. Hmm. I just thought it was a bit too long for me. That is a fact. If he had whittled, whittled it down a bit, then it would have definitely been a, a better project. I like the little skits between like the, the man talking to his daughter. That was really cool. I just wish all that kind of congealed in something a little stronger for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you if you cut it down, just five or so songs, I, I think it would have made my list for sure. My favorite track on that album was um, Overcomer with West Side Gun. Mm. Man, yeah, I'm, like, I'm a sucker for a song that doesn't have drums. Like, you know, it it's back to the emo thing, but like West Side Gun on a track with no drums and, you know, that little, that choir kind of thing going, oh man. Yeah, that's that's definitely my favorite project. Uh, my favorite um, track on that whole album. In search of right, like the birth of Christ, breaking every generational curse in life. Perverse, concise, make sure the verse is right. Return who adverse to the earth, make sure that my hearse is white. In the contract, Jewish to match a grind that's foolish, a Quran that's Buddhist. Rapping so my Quran and denying stack moolah as I sign on the dotted line with the passion of a blind tattooist in reaction to slithers from Liz's mouth. Okay. My next album, Blue in Exile, Miles. Yeah, that's on my list too. While Blue has been through a lot with record label drama, it has helped power his blue collar raps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been on a pretty good run lately. I really enjoyed uh, the album last year, A Long Red Hot Summer. Miles, I think, is one of his best projects yet. It's very comforting. Taking you back to a time before the virus, really back to my college days when I first picked up Below the Heavens. 
and we thought that Blue was going to be like one of the greats. Right. He reminisces a lot on this, and I'll be honest, it borders too much on nostalgia porn sometimes for me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get it, man. Can we? What else is going on with you? But he's a sharp rapper, and Exile gave him some really nice beats mm-hmm. that helped me through this one. But it was great. By his personal struggles and what's been happening this year, this album is uplifting. Um, one of the most uplifting on my list. Don't. Y'all, a South Central state of mind Devout Christians and niggas doing time Where everyone be trying to shine under that Hollywood sign I've been in line ever since I was six I saw magic in LL and I just wanted to be rich Cause we wasn't, we were struggling I never got anything I wanted as a kid I would see other kids and get pissed Like they got mad gifts for Christmas Yo, how did Santa miss us? It's time to grow up and get bucks Seen these rappers driving big trucks Pulling up to big cribs I told my mama that that's how I wanna live So I picked up a pen and started rapping about riches, having dreams about prostituting my image to get bitches. Then I changed it up, cause I was lame as fuck, and this rapper ate me up. Never that, you only after major bucks, you ain't the same as us. Blue been kicking raps back when kids was kicking snaps, eating grandma's chicken backs in the back. Bought the bus rolling up, thinking up the dopest shit. I just need to get some beats to get my niggas in the streets. And yeah, we did, but when I bumped in the exile, I realized that it's about getting respect and not the checks. Now I checked out a bunch of shit I slept on and kept making songs, hoping one day I would catch on Then I wrote my best songs Expressing the truth about my adolescence That's when blessings start falling from the heavens like For sure, this was, I mean, this was a solid album This is my favorite um, Blue and Exile project since Below the Heavens Okay, like, yeah I, I like I like anything they do sure. just, just to be blunt um, But this project itself was It had It had It had what uh, Below the Heavens had for me Which was tracks that i purposely wanted to listen to like i think um brighter stars was my ringtone for a while mm-hmm. like i yes i still do ringtones but brighter stars was my ringtone for a while like that's my favorite song on the whole project um and that's actually what would have been or what will be my next album on the list so we may as well combine this conversation yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah blue and exile miles um is is a great project um and I don't know. I, I this is kind of what I look for from them. And Exiles Exiles production goes, I guess, understated quite often. A lot of people don't rate him. I think as high as, as they should. Mm. Exiles one of those those producers that I wish could get more mainstream love, but I, he doesn't for whatever reason. I'm trying to think. Listening to this album, who are some mainstream rappers that he would be? suited for your boy lupe is one yeah is he mainstream though i mean he's he's bigger than blue but i mean i, I mean i i would consider lupe a mainstream rapper i mean that that's i guess that's an interesting topic what is a mainstream right rapper? exactly because i'm trying to think back I mean, to Drogas lupe's Wave. been all over the all over the charts you know what i mean he's done collaborations with some pretty big pop stars like he, you know i i don't know i, I consider him mainstream a topic for another day because I, I, I really I, I can't call it I mean but you could I mean, you could put some of the people we've already talked about on the list you could put a D-Smoke on, on mm-hmm. an Exile beat you could put a Kendrick on an Exile beat and they would destroy it I mean but sure. I, and I consider you know Grammy nominated once you get to Grammy nominated you're mainstream so, sure <laughs> I mean you know I don't know if all these beats would fit for those people but Exile is a producer he'll just make something for those people that's right, right. so that's yeah right. I mean, He's, that's his job right yeah. so shout out to Exile and and Blue 
I wish Blue had reached the potential that, or reached out to, what do you think it is? Let me ask you that. Why do you think Blue never reached the levels that we all expected him to reach after Below the Heavens? From what I understood, his record label, like, really um, screwed him over. Really? On on that album and just what he could do or something like that. I, I heard there's a story about that. Where, so, politics. It, he even said it in the album, I think. I forgot the bar exactly, but mm. he, he kind of had a line about that in there. I remember him having some issues with mental health. Like, there was a time, I want to say, early last decade, the 2012 through 14, maybe, that he was kind of kind of wilding out a little bit, mm-hmm. either either on social media and just in real life. And then he kind of started to come back together, I want to say, around mid, like, 2015-ish, like, when he did that that album with Mad, Mad Lib and mm-hmm. uh, M- M.E.D., I believe. That album's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great album. It's Mad Lib. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's just... Record drama, he kind of that kind of affected him, and then he's now he's just kind of getting his groove back. I think for the past few years. So yeah, I mean, I hope he continues to to do well. Yeah, he, he's still very young, and obviously, like the Grammy nominations have shown that you can do really well now, if, if, even if you're older in hip hop, which used to be thought of as a young man's game. That's right. So so yeah, hope he does he does well. Agreed. My next choice is Open Mike Eagle. Anime, Trauma, and Divorce. Great project. Yeah, this is an album about a man entering his 40s, and as you can gather from the title, he recently went through a painful divorce. Uh, This project is about aging, discovery, reevaluating, finances, diet, art, learning what self-care is, acceptance, and just trying to move on. And I think we're all dealing with some of those issues, especially this year, when when we've been forced to sit with our thoughts and feelings more than usual. Right. But, uh, of course, there are humorous, blurred elements throughout. He has a song called Idiot Shinji, which is a reference to Neon Genesis Evangelion. He writes a black power fantasy about being a Joe star from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You ever watch that show? No. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre for a reason. If you say it's weird, then it must be It's weird. weird. I, I could go on all, all about that. Anyway, he dedicates a song to a Black Mirror episode that sparked... <laughs> Uh, the downfall of his marriage. Oh wow! It's super raw too. Just like Black Mirror episode ruined my marriage. Like that's <laughs> that's the chorus. That's the hook. <laughs> um, but the opening track and the lead single "Death Parade" is my favorite. And mm. the hook is simple yet very powerful. You know, um, pain and trauma are energies that get passed not only to family but to our romantic partners, our str- strangers, friends. And with recent shows like Lovecraft Country, did you watch that show? Nope. I don't watch much TV these days. Yeah, you're you're, you're a busy man. But yeah, that, that tackled generational trauma. Um, Watchmen did that too. Um, and honestly, me coming to grips with my own generational trauma just really the past month or so, uh, this song really spoke to me. So yeah, that goes on this. Should have been cool, but dude got screwed up, his shit got burned up, so he fucked her up and she turned big. I got chewed up, that shit fucked me up, so I'ma fuck you up, a kid called him. That kid grew up and messed this kid up, he fucked her shit up, then she fucked dude up. It all got screwed up, and that fucked me up, so I'ma fuck you up. Took a bad fall, bad fall, look, but we had up in the land on Damn, she reached out and put her hands on me, but then we knew we had the math wrong. I liked I liked the album. I didn't I listened to it maybe twice. 
um, in in total. And mm-hmm. so I I didn't give it a a, a fair rating mm-hmm. just because I you know it, I usually like with somebody like Open Mike Eagle, I really like to digest his music you know, in the way he intends for it to be digested. He's not one of those artists that you can just kind of listen to and not focus on because of the the type of topics that he chooses. You know, like you said, this album was very personal. Mm. And so I feel like with somebody like him, I have to really focus on connecting with what he's saying. And I just didn't have, I just didn't do that. Sure. So. And to me personally, I, he talked about in the album that he started listening to more Kendrick, and I think that kind of shaped this kind of narrative here, mm-hmm. him just trying to make a, a more cohesive album. And to me, I'll be honest, not everything worked for me. Like some of the anime stuff, like the Black Mirror episode was super raw, and it didn't really hit as hard as something like Death Parade did. Mm-hmm. Or he had a song called October, just talking about his age and how he's approaching this fall season in his life. It's October and I'm tired. And it's, again, just very simple but very powerful. And not every song hit those those high notes for me. So if it was a little stronger like that, then it would have been probably higher on my list for real. Well, um, as we move to the next one, this the next album on my list, I... I it's another one of those another one of those projects that was really good mm-hmm. and, and I and I had to, you know, give it a fair shake, but I didn't have many expectations of it. But I had to think objectively, is this one of my favorite projects of the year? And yes, it is. It's Nas King's Disease. I liked the project. I really liked it. It's a great it's a great album. I know Ultra Black, songs like Ultra Black, Twenty Seven Summers is is fire, but you know, the only reason it doesn't rank higher is just because I just I didn't care that much. Like I like the album. It's when it's I'll put it on, I'll play it, but and it's it's like D Smoke, like because of the atmosphere of the year, because mm. I kind of did need to hear some blackness. <laughs> I needed I needed I needed some ultra black, for example. Mm. That's why I even listened to it that much. So was it one of the best albums of the year? Maybe. Was it one of my favorite albums of the year? Yes, just because of the content. So, yeah, I, I think that's. I mean, that's. And he teamed up with, with Hit Boy on this, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah, it's Hit Boy. Yeah. Was it the whole album, or just I believe like so. most of it? I believe it was. I believe it was. Actually, that's a good question. I think it was all of it. I thought it was all of it too. Yeah. And that's that's what I honestly think made the, made the difference because Nas talks about what he always talks about. Right. And and people often criticize Nas about his beat selection. Hit Boy kind of took care of that this time. Right. And you know, that that's what kind of gave this the, the step up. If he went and, you know, chose chose some of the beats that he normally chose, you know, in spite of the um, the content, I probably would not have included this. But it's just it's a good it's a good joint to vibe to. You can, you know, listen to it and get, you know, the messages that he, that he's putting out there. Yeah, uh, it's a it's one of my favorite projects. Is it one of the best projects of the year? Mm, I don't know. That one I don't know. I am happy that he got the Grammy nod though. Finally, sure, like a legacy yeah. award. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm happy about that part at least. I believe he he deserves that. Has he never gotten an, a nomination? That I don't know. I don't remember. I'm just I was just happy to see him recognized in a, in a year like this. Smoking weed in the tuck, sipping Rashad, sitting on Governor's Eye with all the killers. Premiering movies with my man De Niro and Johnny Nunez got all the pictures. Black grown, black owned, black women is the backbone. 
Latin food in the back room. Big business, I'ma drop a new yak soon. Following the cash rules. Rich, matte black rose, yeah, I gotta see in ghosts. 27 summers, that wasn't even the goal. Blowing cush clouds, and we all for the smoke. Black car, black rose, more black sea. Yeah, I honestly heard maybe half of this. Mm-hmm. When, did, when did it get released? I forgot. I don't remember the date. Like, it was in the summer, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe late spring, summer ish. It was warm, yeah. Yeah. I forgot what I was listening to or what I was doing, but yeah, I listened to half of this and I just, nothing really against the album. I just never returned to it mm-hmm. personally. I think it was, like you said, like for me, it's like I could tell Nas was rapping. Mm-hmm. Like you're rapping, I can hear you're rapping well, but it nothing like grabbed me at the time. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I will go back and check it out though, for sure. Okay. My next album, Big Sean. Detroit 2. Interesting. Right? This Very surprised me, bro. I have never really been a huge Big Sean fan. Like, Nor have I. I knew he was technically sound and was pretty witty, but I never really, really loved a project from him, a full project from him. But right. his latest is his most personal. Uh, he drops a lot of good wisdom. And there are some witty bars on there. Like, I'm surrounded by brothers who did first degree and others who haven't gotten their first degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just things like that throughout that I really enjoyed. Even though he's been out for a long time, he still has this underdog air about him mm-hmm. that brings drive and humility into his lyrics. It is 21 tracks, but there are some elements that help with the pacing. For example, there are celebrity appearances from Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm, Erica mm-hmm. Badu, and Stevie Wonder who share anecdotes about Detroit. And the subject matter varies just enough, and the production is very good. And the features from Emerson Pac, Janae Aiko, Dwayne, Nipsey Hussle, and more are, to me, also yeah. well-placed. Mm-hmm. Don't just take your clothes off. Take the problems off. Take the armor off. Take all the drama off. Take all your responsibilities you've been holding down. Know it's a lot on your mind, but I need your focus now. I need that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Late night conversation, can you speak my body language? Bring that body to me uh, Baby, come closer, closer Bring it to me Oh yeah, baby I'll give you all to see uh, Baby, come closer, closer Bring it to me Ooh, yeah. yeah, I was very shocked that this made it I'm shocked to hear you say that it- Sean, but then again, I guess Sean has always, like you said, he's been quality. He's 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 a good rapper. He's a good musician. Sean is that rapper that I want to like. I really want to to like him, but I just I don't know. There's I don't really like his music, um, and it's good stuff. It's it's one of the he's one of those rappers that if somebody else said it, I'd like it better. Mm. And. I don't know. This I listened to this album. My favorite parts of the album were the the parts from Stevie Wonder and everybody else like that. When I heard Stevie, I was like, "Man, you got Stevie on your project?" Right. Like that's I don't care if it's a skit or not. It, it, this is awesome. You know, right. you have him talking about Detroit on your project. So that was cool, but that was honestly my favorite part of the project. That's no diss to Big Sean cuz it was a good album. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just couldn't. I can't really connect with Sean for some reason. My favorite songs uh, with Sean are when it's him and Janae. When 
that like he I, had a song on there called Body Language that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 some good that's some good bedroom music. That's yeah. Like, I mean, but that's all they do is talk about their sex mm-hmm. life. You know, I, I I hate you, but I can't let you go. So let's go have sex, kind of stuff. Like that, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. But so yeah, I, I liked I liked the project, uh, but nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, bro. What, what you got for us? Next up for me. So we're gonna we're gonna take it to the take it to the streets a little bit. I guess we're gonna stay in stay in the D with uh, Bodie James, the price of tea in China. I didn't know much about Bodie James um, until I who was it? I think it was somebody from Griselda mentioned that somebody named Bodie James, and I was like, yo, that's a dope like name. That's a good rap name. And so I just checked him out. And said, who is this dude? And I just played his track. I played the first track off of this album. And before I knew it, like, I had reached the end. And I was satisfied with the entire project. Like, Boldy James, I, I can't really, uh, like, he's good. He's, he's, he's lyrically he's solid. He's great. But just for me, just the way he makes his tracks. Like, I guess the, similar similarly to what I think about the Griselda projects, they're good rappers. But beyond their rapping ability it's more so how they weave their lyrics how they weave their flow how they weave everything into the music and makes it a complete song they use they're really good and boldy james is is really good at this too as using their voice as an instrument even Mm. almost like percussion like it's i don't know i don't know if i'm making any sense but that's how i perceive this album but then when i went back and listened to it again lyrically he's he's dope like he's solid and I really, you know, I'm one of those people who really likes, I like street records. Um, and this is one of those records that I, I appreciated for its quality as far as, you know, music goes and its quality as far as lyrics and the storytelling. So, yeah, Boldy James, The Price of Tea and Jet. Slums of Detroit, drugs on the port, plug with the source, gun in my shorts, blood with the sport, jump on the porch, hung like a horse, ones with the force, drunk in the porch, trunk full of corks, done with the torch, run for the fort, love for my door, son with the fort, youngin' on the run with a warrant, motherfucker judge in the courts, club full of dorks, got it out the mud in my porch, had to let the love run its course, cousin of North, plugged in New York, plugged on the coast, dozen of storks, tub full of dope, road trips and ips. He was good with the coke. Well, damn, you sold me. <laughs> uh, do you know who produced the album or some of them? No, didn't look into it that deeply because I know he put out, I think he just put something out maybe like last week, too. Oh, another, wow. another project that I was going to check out, but I just didn't have the time for it. So I'll, I'll check them both out. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, dope. Thank you. I'll definitely check that out. My number five, I'm cheating a little bit. <laughs> Denzel Curry, Blood In, Blood Out. And unlocked. Okay, okay. So I'm putting these together because they total less than 40 minutes. Hmm. Curry has been one of my favorites for years. He has put out a project every year since 2015, with the odd number of years being kind of looser, fun stuff, and then releasing more serious projects on the even years. Taboo was one of my favorites of 2018, so I was looking forward to the follow-up this year, of all years. Mm-hmm. But he defied expectations with not one, but two fun, short EPs. Mm-hmm. So barely a week after New Year's, he released Blood In, Blood Out. And it's a 12-minute mix of seven songs and dope collaborations with artists like Ghost Main and I want to say JPEG Mafia with some killer production. The opening song, Charlie Sheen, 
is uh, just kicks in the face. It just kicks the door down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still shows his nerdy side with the line, Logan, Gohan, and Conan, put it all together, fear no man. For the DBZ fans, he has a song called Gogeta with the hook that I think it would kill at live shows. Like He always makes music that he can perform. Mm-hmm. And he also has some chill songs that kind of go back to his old cloud rap vibes. I miss that, Aaron, a cloud rap. Mm-hmm. A month later, he released Unlocked with Kenny Beats, and he displays more styles than on Blood In, Blood Out, and even invoking DMX on Die. Did you hear that song? No, I didn't. He's rapping, and he just increasingly starts like becoming DMX. It's really cool. And the production palette by Kenny Beats is all over the place, just like the visuals. Uh, there's an accompanying visual for this specific project on YouTube. It's like 25 minutes, oh, wow. I believe. And the narrative is someone leaked their music, and the duo travels into the internet to find the culprit. And with every song, they go into different worlds with different art styles like Claymation or um, the manga artist uh, Junji Ito's horror style. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I honestly, if, if the pandemic hadn't hit, I wonder if he had more material to release, even if it was monthly or he just like, sprinkled it out throughout the year. Been, that would have been really cool. But he blessed us with two dope projects. So. Denzel is, uh, you know, full disclaimer, you're the one who put me on to Denzel, and I fought it for, like, I think one or two years. Because I just didn't, at the time, I didn't feel like being yelled at. And it seemed like, (laughs) (laughs) it just felt like every song that he put out, he was screaming at me, right? And so I just, you know, I wasn't with it. But now, I think as of Taboo, I finally, okay, I'm on the bandwagon with Denzel. This project, the only reason why I didn't get on get in on this project is because of the timing and it came out. Mm. I there was something specific in my life that was happening and it just I I just didn't go it, it just didn't match my vibe. Sure, sure, so, of course. Yeah, I didn't so I didn't really get to get to enjoy this a project in the way it sh- I should have. And uh I just never went back to it. Mm. Not because, you know, I no disrespect to him, but I just I just never went back to it. Mm. I think unlocked is less shouty and Kenny Beats his his beats are a little more I mean they're all over the place but I mean there are some shouting parts obviously that that DMX part mm-hmm. but it's varied in style on that album I I definitely recommend that one and I mean and that's this inter- I like the shot like Sumo like that's mm. one of my favorite Denzel Curry tracks yeah like and he's yelling the entire song right but it just at in that time January February just nah sure I, just, I feel you yeah, I feel dude, you don't yell at me I don't Stop. think I listened Stop to much hip hop at all, and and that during that time I was mostly listening to a lot of um a lot of house mm. and uh, more like down tempo house chill house, at that point, nah Denzel didn't quite match the vibe. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but well, actually, the hip hop that I did listen to came from the next person who's on my list, who is Westside Gun, and uh, Westside Gun's project Pray for Paris is is, I don't know. I think it is it. My favorite? No, I don't want to say that. I was gonna say it's my favorite of his of his projects, of his, of his. But I don't think it is. 
but Pray for Paris is a solid. It's a very very solid project, bro. Like, I it's I can listen to that at any time, day or night, morning because it has enough down tempo. It's it's that's their vibe, right? That's right. their that's how they get down. So I mean, it's it's one of those walking slowly, dude. Like when I listen to West Side Guns music in general, I usually my, the the tempo of my gate slows down <laughs> just because of the the beat and the vibe i get a little bit more you know deep of a step like it is that's just what happens with with wes and you know and all those boys like that's the vibe that i get and so pray for paris um i believe is is the one that he put out was this the project that he put out when he was um was this the one he put out when he was uh recovering from corona I don't know because he put out two albums. Too. Right, that's the one I can't remember. I was gonna Who say made that the sunshine, I believe, is his like debut album. But right. he made Paper Paris before that. I right. want to say it came out around the springtime. I want to say that was his. I don't remember. So I, I let's go back. But yeah, I mean, but no matter what, man, I, I definitely recommend. If anybody hasn't checked out Pray for Paris, please go listen to it, man. It's 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 it could have been it could have been in my top, it could have been my top project for the year. Mm. Uh, it's it's definitely my favorite Griselda release of the year, for sure. I'm going through the track list. I remember really liking 500 Ounces with Freddie Gibbs. That was mm-hmm. a dope cut. Mm-hmm. And 327 with Joy Badass and Tyler. Very, very dope. Very dope. Yeah. Very dope cuts. My favorite was, yeah, 327. That Tyler, man, like, Tyler's one of those people that if you just put him on a track, I'm probably going to like it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter the song, doesn't matter the, the vibe. It could be R&B, it could be whatever. If you put Tyler on a track, I'm going to love it. So that, that 327 is is fire. And again, it's that same vibe I was talking about. Like, you know, the drums will drop out. They're real, you know, super slow, right. black. Like, I, I, I see colors when I listen to music, and that one was just dark mm. the entire time. No matter what, Tyler, Tyler could be talking about the weirdest, strangest, odd you know no pun intended oddest stuff but it's just the the color of of that track was just pure just dark black and i, I enjoyed it dark black like there's a light black just pure black <laughs> oh my gosh bitch i'm all that all that came and cow when i walk in niggas ring the ring the bells roses at my feet niggas nail bitches yell glitter on my neck match the glitter on my fingernails Niggas always got something to say. Well, fuck them. Same guys was mighty till they got the ducking. We got the pucks and we chucking. They playing chicken, we clucking. I'm Colonel Sanders to you motherfuckers. Niggas trash and we dumping. I've been rapping and fucking. He sits five, I'm a munchkin. And we speed to the disco. This car came with a driver. I'm in the back playing fronting. I ain't crying. The wind is flying. Stop making assumptions. Well, if we're on the, on the dark vibe. Mm-hmm my next album Chester Watson a Japanese horror film have you heard this album? I've heard of it I haven't heard it bruh bruh Chester Watson is a rapper from my hometown I Mm. learned today uh, St. Louis and he is odd future adjacent he is closest in style to Earl Sweatshirt with his monotone flow but he isn't as R-rated Honestly, I can't really think of anything really on this album that was like obscene, like an Earl or early Tyler album would would be. And as we know, Earl has become kind of more withdrawn, mm-hmm. especially after Mac Miller's death. But Chester has gone in a more fantastical direction with this album. He's been out since 2012, but surprisingly, this is his studio debut album. And he's only 23. Hmm. Yeah. And this released on Halloween, 
It's a shadowy, atmospheric collection of tracks that are loosely connected to a story played out in several skits. It starts with Chester getting stopped by a taxi ghost played by an actual Japanese man to meeting yokai, which are traditional Japanese spirits that guide him to Atlantis. The story isn't fleshed out and there isn't like a big payoff to it, especially with horror in the title, but it's fun and mysterious enough to keep coming back to it. And the lyrics in production are darker than the overall story, but the lyrics are more brooding about the self and not aggressive like Odd Future or Denzel Curry. Yeah, I'm looking at the album art for this. The album art is fire. It's super tight, man. For me, the production, his voice and rhymes just have great synergy and produce one of the most immersive and consistent vibes on the list. And for me, it's perfect for the season, especially at night. Yeah. Yo, my mind's a mausoleum. I live inside it like the eye of ancient Egypt. Go on a ride and try to find my inner peace. Listen in the Middle Eastern music. Hit the wax pen and zen. Just trying to keep my cool mind flowing. Smoking on Bob hair. Looking like a sideshow. I started reading coffee. Sparking in the mist. I be floating in the darkness. But time is an abyss that I try not to get lost. I'm really excited for what he does next. It, it apparently took three years for him to make this. And if it takes him another three years to match or best this, then I'm I'm good to wait. So shout out to, to St. Louis. Shout out to Chester. Hope you're listening. <laughs> I just added it to my favorites playlist to listen to it on title when I'm on my way home. Yeah. So looking forward to that. All right. We're going to stay in that vibe. Conway from A King to a God is the next one on my list. And I'll be honest, it's really because of Spurs 3. Spurs 3 is my favorite track on there. I list. I go to that album to listen to Spurs Three, and then end up listening to the rest of the album. Mm. That's not to take away from the rest of the project. I listen specifically to Spurs Three, and then just let the rest of it roll. And <laughs> I love it, man. It, it's it's fire. It, Conway, I think I think I don't know if it was you and I, but some somebody. Uh, I had this debate with somebody on in the group in the Facebook group mm-hmm. about which one of the which one of the rappers from Griselda was the best, right? I think lyrically, Conway would have to be just bar for bar. He's, he's I think, the best, in, in my opinion. Benny would be a close second, and then Wes would be the third. However, if I have to choose one of them to listen to, it's West Side Gun all day. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. But in, in on this album, just there's it, he, Conway reminds me of why people consider him to be the best of the three and why he's one of the... Conway is one of those... Out, one of those artists that makes me just want to listen to Wu-Tang, actually. He's, he, I listen to his music, listen to his lyrics. And I'm like, yo, this is fire, man. You know what? Oh, you know what? I need to go listen to that Ghost Project. Let me go listen to Ghost Dini a little bit. And it, it just, I don't know, it connects me to a part of, of hip-hop that that is, I guess, has become part of my soul, become part of who I am. And I appreciate that. And it's become kind of lost, right? We don't, we yeah. don't really, I mean, before Griselda, I haven't, I couldn't really, I can't think of anyone in that super gritty gutter lane mm-hmm. that excelled like this. I'm mean, sure there were rappers that probably did it, but not at this level That's right. of mastery. That's right. I'm happy to see somebody who's like recovered that vibe, recovered that feeling because some people have tried to do it. And, you know, God knows all the Wu affiliates have been trying for years to bring that sound back, but I think they have finally successfully did it. And to see that they get recognized also by Wu-Tang 
you know, they kind of like, you know, they passed the torch to them. Right. That's also good to see, too. Yeah, they've had what Meth Man was on this album with Lemon. Oh, man. And um, yeah. <laughs> That's my second favorite song on the track is is on the, on this uh, album is is Lemon. Spurs 3 is 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 the best though. And you know, it could be just cuz it has all of them on it, but Griselda. Yeah. Look, detectives combing through the hood looking for a corpse, Draco hitting. I don't think your body can endure the force. I want the fish up with a fucking hanger or fork. Told that bitch, go ahead, sniff what you want. There's plenty more to snort. I had an outstanding warrant for a short. Turned myself in, rocking Louie and all my jewelry. I wore the court. <laughs> Cop put me over in my imported part. She said, this car must be a hundred K. I said, you 40 short. I mean, they haven't really worked with a lot of the woo yet. I mean, I know Raekwon did like a intro on, mm-hmm. on, on the Griselda album like from last year I believe right mm-hmm. but no one's really rapped with them except for Method Man right I, I'd love to see like Inspector Deck or Jizza of course um, I want to see I want to see Wes and Ray on a track together I mean maybe that'd be too much They're a little bit too similar but I don't know yeah who knows I don't know but yeah that, that was that was a dope project for sure side note I with uh, with those dudes when I first heard them like, I had no idea what they looked like they don't look anything like what I expected them to look like. So I remember when I heard West Side Gun with his high pitched voice and then I uh I hey, saw yo. Right. I saw a video of them, I'm like, uh, that's a big dude. <laughs> that's a big dude for that little that high pitched voice. It's like you're on the phone with a mobster like, I'm tiny and then right. you then you meet tiny. Right. And you're like, Oh <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna keep it in New York mm-hmm. with Ka, descendants of Cain. Now, Ka made my list two years ago with uh, Orpheus and the Sirens. The meaning behind the title, Descendants of Cain, is more direct. Brothers killing brothers. Hmm. Who would you compare his style to most? Like, who's he closest to? I would to? say Ka is a mix of MF Doom and the Jizza. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. I don't think this is as distinct as his previous work. For one thing... The previous projects, Honor Killed the Samurai and Orpheus and the Sirens, have a time and geographic theme that we can place ourselves in, so it's easier mm-hmm. to catch the vibe in the production samples. And there are vocal samples throughout this album from biblical productions about Cain and Abel, but we don't have a record of the music during that time, obviously. Right. But Kaz as sharp as ever with intricate bars, vivid imagery, and about the gritty reality of what he has done and observed in the darker parts of NYC. Like, check this bar out. Funny, I used to call my friends money. I lost hundreds. <laughs> or y'all played the dozens. My favorite cousin spent their youth in prisons. Their names known, came home. Now the house got two religions. Oh, wow. Peace be with you. Walaikum salam. Make sure that peace be with you. Lace to your palm. No one here is linear. Danger around every bend. On a path for power when half a dollar was hated by many men. Oh, wow. Right. All right. Yep. I'm definitely checking this one. Sold, out. guys. I'm telling you. Um. So the song I chose for the sample for the show is "I Love," which is a three verse song dedicated to his wife, mother, and friend. Uh, I think who passed away. Since birth, when her was sick, only person I seek could write a play about strength on how you work in the week. Wanted to give you the world. I saw you here struggling. More praise to the father. I had you here mothering. Sorry for the times I was belling in my teens. But you know I had felon in my jeans. Was bad man in bad lands chasing desire. From viewing what you went through, I learned grace on the fire. 
saying you proud of me, the sweetest words ever. Pure soul, I know moms, you deserve better. Whatever ailments you nurse me, back to health. Defend me even when the enemies affect myself. Show me love when all I seen was hate. Said I was special to impress you, wanted to be seen as great. It's my kiss, thank you for the unconditional. And though I may not see you as much, I'm always missing you. Sacrifice was a fact of life. Definitely. All right. Well, it's on my list now. It's another one that I've. That's why I like talking to you, man. I can I can always get some new music from you. Same here. Well, something that's not new to you is my next album, and it. Of course, it. There's no question about it. It had to be on there. It's. And I'm gonna say it the way it should have been said. Jay Z featuring Jay Electronica. <laughs> A written testimony. Man, I honestly, when you said act two, I was like, did he bump? No. Is that? No, okay. All right, talk about it. No, but we counted up, right? Sure, that's true. um, Now, full disclaimer, this was not the best project of the year by no means. I wouldn't even say it's the second best project of the year, but this is my list of favorites, right? Sure. And I've already admitted to everyone out there who's listening that I'm biased, right? So... With that being said, man, this album is fire, bro. It's like, it's from, it's, if the next project that I know you and I are both holding on to, <laughs> the, our, our number ones that I'm sure you and I are both holding on to, if that album hadn't come out, this would have easily, easily, easily been my number one. Because uh, so many, you know, like The Wheel, uh, Ezekiel's Wheel, you know, uh, Flux Capacitor, like there's so many great projects, great songs on this project that, Man, dude, I don't even know what to say. I couldn't, I can't speak this album up enough. It's, I was so happy to see that Jay Electronica was even releasing an album that I, you know, I didn't care. Like, he could have, like, what's the one song on uh, on Act Two where he just, like, mumbling the whole, he could have done that on this project and I would have been like, look, at least he put something out. Album of the year. Yeah, man. Straight up. They say it was gonna never happen. But I survived Neverland like the Jacksons. We never swallow slanderous lies for the devil's satisfaction. I still got my glitter gloves. I still got my glitter socks. Now I'm moonwalking on your couch with many zippers on my jacket. J. Cirque de Solerica. I started on Tatooine, but now I'm way out in the Dagobah. Master Force made my saber. I'm in the light now. It's the hour of chaos. The Black Steel is on me right now. Some ask me, Jay, man, why come for so many years you've been exempt? Cause familiarity don't breed gratitude, just contempt. And the price of sanity is too damn high, just like the rent. Honestly, I don't remember a lot from this album. I remember two songs. The intro, mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I was really excited for this. I'm like, this is really, really good. And the end song, they were talking about, um, thinking about numbers on their phone that will never ring again mm-hmm. remembering their yeah. dead homies that was really cool i believe that song is called all praise is due to allah a-p-i-d-t-a it's it's very a lot of artists who listened to that said that that was their favorite of their favorite track on the album just because they could relate to it so much it touched them because of so many people that they've known who've you know who've gone so i, I definitely yeah especially this year right yeah that track was actually hard for me to listen to mm. it's it's the track that i listen to the least on the whole project not because it's not because it's not a great track it's just it's the hardest one for me to listen to it reminds me of people that i've lost and so now nah, i'm not i'm not on that i'm not one of those people who purposely like purposely likes to punish himself <laughs> so yeah 
on the last last show, one of the last shows we were talking about, Mama's Gun turning 20, and it's like, I can't listen to Green Eyes like that. You mm, know what I'm saying? Mm. I feel you. Yeah, I feel like if he if he did more songs like that, not just about that sadness, but just a little stronger in theme, I feel like I would have connected to it a little more, the, the that, whole album as a whole. That's what we've always wanted from him. Like, you know, like... To this day, one of my favorite uh, Jay Electronica songs is Dear Most Kind. And that's because I can relate to that track about actually putting my thoughts and feelings into a pad and just writing almost, you know, as a diary. Mm. I, I totally, I'm, I journal. So, like, I'm one of those people who, when I hear that song, I'm like, dude, I want to, you know, I, I relate to it. Sure. So, yeah, man. Okay. My next one is Spillage Village. Spillagin. Mm. This is the latest from the supergroup that includes J.I.D., Earth Gang, and Black. For me, what distinguishes this album from most of the others on this list is how uniquely and authentically Southern this feels. Like, Earth Gang has been compared to the Dudgeon family, and it's easy to understand why on this project. It combines rap, jazz, funk, soul, spoken word, and gospel. The whole album is a vibe, man. It Another distinction is that it blends singing and rapping more than any other album I've listened to this year hmm. and all this results in I would say mm, almost just almost on the same line as blue but from a southern perspective just a very spiritually uplifting project and within the chaos and darkness of this year a year that people have just ridden off completely these young people push back against that and just the overall cynicism and rap today and I think that has to be commended and I know a lot of people are waiting for cold to drop but I think this is one of the best albums Dreamville has ever produced it's probably the one that I've probably gone back to the most running through the maze like lab rat or Indian in the field with a hazmat running away from smallpox pack a light backpack stack up your Andrew Jacks till you come back like clapbacks no cap no capitalist billionaire back tax no black Batman counting Benjamin Affleck but once you get that money they gonna say you don't act black I said I might be light skinned bitch but I'm Matt Black I know many mooches like Cap they like to use us like movers and Ubers and cabs Uncle Sam is the one that really could use a hijab it's hard to face it when you use using ghost faces i could hardly blame my people for confusing bags you should brag i refuse to beg on my hollow wolf pull up in that chest records who's your dad i know my freedom papers ain't my payment stubs but i get you blame a nigga yeah man i mean i don't know like i i think this is just another one of those projects that the timing was off for me because there's no way i would miss this like there's it's right up you know j jid and black black is one of my favorite you know, modern R&B singers, period. Like, he's, everything he's ever done, I've vibed with at some point. And so, I mean, or everything he's done in recent years, I say that, I don't, I don't, I can't say I've known him for a long time. He hasn't been out for a long time, but Black is fire, man. And, you know, J.I.D., you know, I'm just happy with the whole, the current Atlanta movement, mm. you know, outs, that the one that exists outside of Lil Baby and, you know, not saying that there's not a place for that kind of stuff. There's a there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be able to to express their you know themselves however they need to express it. But I th- this is what I needed. This is what I wanted from the Goody Mob album that we got this year. Survival Kit. Yeah, this is what I wanted from it, <laughs> but I didn't get it. It wasn't know. good for you. I didn't. I haven't heard it yet. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. I was happy to you know. We, well, we can talk about our honorable mentions later. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think this album marked like 
uh, passing the torch. I think this was uh, just a fantastic project. It had a great verse from Chance. You know, we've been talking about Chance kind of falling off lately, but like his verse was really great. All right. That's the third one to put on my list. <laughs> so I guess we're at our number one. I mean, do we have to, we don't have to split this one because I think we share the same number one album, which and is... And of course it is Tory Lanez. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. no. Come back, come back, folks. Come back, come back. No. Run the Jewels 4 by Run the Jewels. I don't know how you feel about this. This very well may be my favorite project from them. It's mine, for sure. Okay. I'm I'm a little different in that. You know, I wasn't on the Run the Jewels bandwagon. Okay. I always always appreciated them, right? I love their music, Mm -hmm. but I just, I never really would go back to it, Mm -hmm. but... Now it's 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 kind of changing. Like I'm 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 at the point now where I this is what I kind of need. When I do need that up tempo, mm-hmm. this is this is what I want. I think it's again we talked about age. These guys are in their mid forties now, mm-hmm. and they put out the best music of their career in rap. Yeah, you know we hear about you know rockers kind of changing it up and doing something cool and new, but not in rap really. Right, it's a new phenomenon that's just kind of the last. Several years with you know Jay Z with four for four and mm-hmm. like Fonte's doing stuff like that and um, what can you say you know <laughs> Yankee and the Brave dude Yankee and the Brave that beat oh man it's just so nasty like I, I don't even know how to describe it like it, that man if if you need it, listen if if y'all out there if you need gym music if you need something to to listen to 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 lift weights to exercise. Just put that one song on your playlist. It almost has like a like a movie thriller vibe to it because mm-hmm. they're being pursued and chased, and he's, you know, Mike is contemplating death at that moment. I just think at this point, just LP, his style hasn't been copied for two decades, and it just continues to evolve. It's, it, Mac Mac Miller said on uh, I think I think it was Faces. It was like if I ain't your top ten, you're a racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, I say that for LP. Like you cannot deny this man anymore you can't i mean you couldn't but definitely on this album you cannot yeah man um out of sight with uh that doc funky enough rework Mm -hmm. and that holy clamafuck beat switch i don't remember the beat switch but i remember when that beat switch happened and i like sat up in my seat like it's it's like that Mm -hmm. because they didn't really do a lot of that on the on the original work i remember on at least on run the jewels one there weren't a lot of beat switches it was just Mm -hmm. here's the beat we're just gonna wrap our asses off on Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. RTJ2 had like one or two. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't really like that. Three had a couple, but yeah, they, they brought it. They brought it on this album. For yeah, sure. There's really no denying Run the Jewels after this project. You can't. You cannot. You um, know who did deny them? The Grammys. Right. And I do want to talk about that too. Um, I think we already talked about Walking in the Snow on the previous show, so I don't really want to revisit that. You all can go check that out. But. If there's one album that captures the anxiety and the fury of this year yep. with, with social justice and the pandemic, it's this album easily. This is clearly the soundtrack to 2020. Hot, 
Donald Summer and my motherfucking mama. I'ma terrorize the actors playing like they want some drama. I'ma chop them with a chopper till I motherfucking drop, drop, sure. drop. And on the Grammys, if I may go into that tangent, I was initially confused about why it got snubbed by the Grammys when in 2016, To Pimp a Butterfly won Album of the Year during one of the heights of the Black Lives Matter era. But then I thought about something, and this could be a hot take. Hmm. This this could end our friendship. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. But you all tune in for hot takes here, so here we go. The Grammys is obviously very white mm-hmm. and very liberal. You know, they did you hear about Tiffany Haddish? No. Apparently they reached out for her to host and they weren't they weren't gonna compensate her. What? Yeah, and they, they like had to issue an apology for her. They were they weren't gonna compensate like her hotel or wardrobe. Like it was a big thing. Man, listen. Yeah, right. <laughs> But yeah, it's very white, it's very liberal. And as much as I adore To Pimp a Butterfly, it's a very individualistic journey about a black man living in America. And ultimately, it's about self-reflection. And don't get me wrong, that is necessary for black people, especially men, to listen to. And it was a big part of my life when I turned 30 that year when it came out. It's still very important to me. But that album rarely criticizes the system that creates that anxiety and anger that he had. Mm-hmm. Even on Black or the Berry, what is the ending line? What about black on black crime? That's kind of the end. Mm-hmm. I think even though he's made black cultural milestones, he still kind of fits into a system where rich white people can feel good about giving a black person these accolades while ultimately upholding the status quo without you know really giving a hard look about what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. you can hear this album like, this guy is angry about white Racism and a lot of liberals still think, oh well, that's not me. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, I think they could safely give this album a platform and awards. And I feel like all the albums this year are safe like that, being conscious but not too conscious or preserving negative stereotypes. Right, right. Um, I can't speak on Nas too much because I haven't really heard that album, so I can't speak on that. But I think RTJ not only addressed racism but it also expands to class. Right. And, you know, LP was talking about telling white supremacists that the cages built for immigrants aren't built for one group on walking in the snow. The rich will come for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh La La's video music video is a post conflict celebration in front of Wall Street with people of all shades burning money together and dancing. Mike has brought up killing cops mm-hmm. multiple times on the album. I mean, Kendrick, you know, we hate Popo, mm-hmm. but not I'm proud of killing cops on the album. And I feel like, and of course, you know, Mike's talking about advocating for the unionization of sex workers. It's the most politically radical rap album of the year easily. And for the Grammys, where does that really fit into their their brand? Their MO, yeah. I, and that, it makes sense to me. You know, the, the more you start calling people out on their BS, the less they're going to want to hear it. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happens. Because I heard folks were saying, like, if they hadn't released it for free, they would have gotten nominated. But I thought Chance's album, Coloring Book, was like, I guess it it wasn't free, but it was independent or something independent, like that. Right. So that was special. So I don't really buy that. But yeah, do you have any thoughts? Nah, I mean, just I don't I don't give the Grammys much of course attention to be of honest. Course. It's I give it enough attention to attention to say, oh, I'm, I'm happy for so and so that they were recognized, but we know what's behind what you know gets a lot of these people nominated. So right. nah, I don't give it too much attention. Yeah, I I'm with you. Are there any albums that just missed your list? Yes. Actually, the first one I'll talk about is is actually Mick Jenkins. Mick Jenkins' The Circus. That was on my list, and I replaced it with another uh, album. But the only reason why I took it off was not because of the quality. It's just because it was too short. (laughs) And 
it it felt like an extended EP more so than an album, but it was solid. It was it was one of those one of the ones I it was my favorite project since uh, the water. Yeah, from from Mick Jenkins. He had a, his single I really liked. I forgot the name of that single, but um, I didn't really hear it as a single. I was just one of the ones that I found on my app. It was like, oh, Mick Jenkins has a new project. Um, an album that just missed my list was Homeboy Sandman. Don't feed the monster. Mm. He's an amazing rapper, but that production it was really hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. Like the opening song, Trauma, one of the best songs of the year, in my opinion. Just really revealing. I really connected with that so hard but the rest of it was not saying the rest of it was bad but the production wise i really want him to find but that's always home homeboy sandman though that's yeah. like his his he, there's no question questioning him as a rapper one of the best but his his production man is literally like you said you hit or miss take it or leave it like i don't know i i like you i have i want to listen to more homeboy sandman like i want to but i could i would rather listen to like a greatest hits of his than any one of his albums. I want him to just give his acapellas to people and just let them re- remix his work. True. That would be dope. Like Homeboy Sandman and Madlib? Ooh. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's yes. that needs to happen. Please. <laughs> Another one that that was on my that I wanted to put on my list. Actually, you know, in an in an earlier iteration of this list was actually ELE2, mm. Extinction Level Event 2. Yeah. It for the opposite reason of Mick Jenkins. It was too long. Yeah, like, I agree. That that could have. It's another one that could have easily been album of the year for me. That intro was. Ooh, it went hard, man. With Rakim, oh, it went hard. There are so many tracks on this album that I loved, mm-hmm. but then there are also so many tracks in this album that I despised. Like I, like there were very few that were that were mid ground for me. Mm-hmm. I either loved the track or I was like, dude, what are you doing, Buster? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's why I couldn't put this one on there. I wanted to. I was looking for like Same. Extinction Level Event is one of my favorite albums. The first one is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's dope. Um, and but this one, I don't know. I, I wanted to, man. I wanted to put Lupe's House on there because it had. It's only five songs, but at least two or three of them are really, really good. Dinosaurs is excellent and the song about models was really great and he had a cool little freestyle at the end of it that was really good but the other two were kind of i really don't remember them very much mm. freddie gibbs alfredo also i was gonna ask you about that, that because i remember you sent that to me mm-hmm. it got bumped off freddie gibbs alfredo was i i wanted to put it on the list but and i mean it's I would put that as one of the best albums remember this is favorite mm. albums it's definitely one of the best albums of the year um but it's it's not I can't honestly say it's one of my favorite projects. There's there are some other earlier Freddie Gibbs albums that uh that I liked better. But one thing I will say about this project is uh I think Alchemist if I had to choose one producer this year who I think just kind of showed off, it it would be Alchemist. Alchemist <laughs> he, I mean he's always been great. But this year, I think he just kind of reminded people of why he's great. He's, rem- he's an all-timer at this point. He's for sure. Yeah, man. For I, sure. I liked Alfredo. It's only 10 tracks. Freddie Gibbs is really good about creating his tracks now. But there were maybe three of them I just did not like. Mm. I forgot what they were, but I just did not like them. And so it's a double-edged sword. If you're going to make a short album, every track has to be amazing. Mm-hmm. 
because if it's long, like, you know, Blue or Big Sean, there are some times you can do a little hiccup and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Freddie with Kenny Beats, that album was like nine tracks, but like every song hit hard. It was so great. So, yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, man. Do you have any more? Yeah, man, The Professionals. The I think the album was called The Professionals, actually. Yep. By yeah, The Professionals, who is Mad Lib and Ono. And Mad Lib is, you know, another all-time great. And Ono is Ono. And I like Ono. I don't love Ono, but I like him. For me, Ono is like Elzai. Like, I respect him. I like him. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm not drawn to him. Like, mm. so. But Mad Lib... The reason why that's it's one of my honorable mentions is because of Madlib. I like Madlib is one of, another one of those producers who anything he touches, I'm drawn to it. Just hit the vibe, the 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 samples that he uses, the jazz, the production, the way he chops everything up. Madlib is he's a genius, and so yeah, that that had to go on my list for sure. My last one is Marlo, Marlo Two. Hmm. Don't and know that one. yeah, Marlo's a. I don't really know much about his history, but he's a just a, a Spitfire rapper, like Machine Gun rapper. Um, and I think the producer is Solemn Brigham. And he put, he has some pretty cool production, like kind of out there. You know La Orange? Yes. Not quite as like low tempo. It's a little like more up tempo. This album is a very up tempo album, but it's very fun. It's almost in the in the class of of Amine, but I think his lyricism is actually better. Hmm. It's just I like the vibe, and it's and Amino was just shorter too. So yeah, I would check that out too if you have the chance. No doubt. All right, moving forward in twenty twenty one, who are you excited about? Actually, I forgot to look into that. Who's coming out next year? I don't know who's officially said they're coming out next year, but who we want or who would probably drop would probably be the answer too. So for me, obviously. Kendrick hasn't put out an album since 2017. Mm-hmm. I I hear he's a dad now. It hasn't been really been like confirmed, confirmed, but we hear that that's happening. I'm sure he has a lot to say about that and this year. So I'm hoping he'll drop. That'd be dope. I'd I'd like to hear, of course, another Kendrick project or or anybody from TDE. To be honest, that's true. Like, but of course, Kendrick is the one that we're all waiting for. I'd like to hear honestly another Jay Z project. I want to see where he grows um, after 444. And I guess what makes me want to hear more of him is what he what he did on a written testimony. Mm. Um, you know, even though Jay Lek is one of my favorite rappers, he outrapped Jay Lek on every track, and he the the subject there was more substance on that album from you know from Jay Z than even on four forty four if you pay attention. Mm. So I'm hoping to see Jay Z's continued growth as an older statesman of hip hop to see what he might put out. So that's one I would like to listen to, especially on the mainstream level. Um, there was rumors about J. Cole dropping this year, but I think he may hold off until he can actually tour again. Mm-hmm. But I think he could have killed it with his fan base on like, like online concerts this year. But uh, J. Cole, I want to see... You know, I don't love his discography, but I thought his previous album was probably his best he's ever done. So I'm curious again, like, can he grow from this? Same here. You and I have always kind of shared the same opinion of J. Cole. Yeah. He's he's good. He He's great, actually. But mm-hmm. he, you know, I don't know. There's just, there's always been something about him that just doesn't allow me to connect to his music fully. Right. And I wonder, but here's the thing, though. I also wonder, is part of it, and this could just be from me, is part of it because of the, the comparisons that he always gets to Kendrick? Like, I as, and you and I are both Kendrick fans, so I wonder, is it, is that, part of it 
because it's the same thing with me and D Smoke. Like D Smoke is a great rapper. I think he's D Smoke has the potential to be in that tier with Kendrick and Cole. But again, it's just because of those comparisons. I'm like, look, I already got a Kendrick. I don't necessarily need a D Smoke. I already got a Kendrick. I don't necessarily need a, a Cole. That's kind of how I felt about him. But then, you know, occasionally he gets he starts separating himself in you know in ways that I guess I guess appeal to me but i don't know i just the type of music that cole does for me it's like i already got kendrick so i don't necessarily connect to him that way if kendrick put out more projects more reg, you know more regularly i probably would never listen to cole to be honest not never but just probably wouldn't pay as much attention to cole i can't really speak much on that at this point, I've said enough. I've said so much about Cole. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought it up because I was like, somebody might fail me on this. One. No, no, I I'm no, joking. I no, I do. <laughs> I guess again, I don't want to like ear too long, but I think when they first came out together, you know, they were on the on that freshman cover together. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. it they were almost in the same lane, the same level, but they diverged really hard. And I feel like Kendrick really took off with the. Like really complete albums, mm-hmm. he can really focus himself on a verse, really focus himself on a full song, really focus himself to make a fully fleshed out project. And I think Cole struggled with that for a time. Mm-hmm. I think KOD was a much stronger album as far as the structure and the theme went. Agreed. So I think, you know, if he can keep going in that direction, I think, you know, he could, he could be Kendrick adjacent, possibly. I mean, because his features like that, he did that that Royce feature that one time on that was it the Baba Boat on Royce's last album I forgot that again Royce anyway. albums but he had a great feature like J Cole has been killing features killing features lately so yeah actually I did think of one project that I am looking forward to and it might surprise you and anybody who knows me which is Meg The Stallion with um, Q Tip Q Tip yeah that's one I'm looking forward to did you hear good news. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the, so, but my reaction to that is the same reason I'm actually looking forward to the next project. Right. Which is, I want to see if she can do something different. Because I agree. I, I've always said, even though I, I'm not a Meg Thee Stallion fan, I don't, I don't necessarily, um, her music is just not for me. Sure. Same, same. She has talent. She can rap. She has skill and she has, she has ability, she has the ability to make a good song. But it just her the, what she what she does now is not for me. So will she do the same thing on a Q-tip album? Mm. We all know she's a big nerd, and I want to see some more of that. Bring ner- that out. Yeah, I want to see some more of that nerdiness come out in her music. You know who I'm not looking forward to if he comes out with the same kind of trash he's putting out now is Goldlink. 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 Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, listen. You're <laughs> you're from you're from you're from the hood. I'm I'm from PG County. Listen. Stop it, bro. Stop it. Look, stop K, it. K Trinata, like, yo, all you guys in your camp, please stop him from doing whatever he's doing. He's having a Kanye moment right now. Please, just gold link. We, bro, if you come out with this kind of stuff, if you if you stay in this lane that you're in right now, man, I'm I'm gonna have to let you go, bro. And I'm sure a lot of other people are gonna gonna follow. You know. We want we want the God complex again. We want Oof. or some it, you know something so on great. that level. Like so, please, like this is not it, man. This is just not it. Yeah. Next year is the first post COVID year. A lot of people have been in isolation. I'm very curious what they're going to bring to us. 
I mean, that uh, Spillage Village album was supposed to be G.I.D.'s album, but I, I heard like the other members were like quarantined in the studio hmm. and they like slept there, something like that. And then because of that, it brought this out and it's one of my favorite albums. So I'm curious, like what else has what happened? What else came out of that? Exactly. There's probably a lot of folks just sitting on Will we get another documentary from their crew? Yeah. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion and our recommendations. Blurred Up is on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And we're on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. Find us on Blurred.com. Our partner's full. Uh, I'm, so, God, I'm, I'm so wiped out. I did eight classes today. <laughs> Damn. Find us on Blurred.com. Website full of nerdy content from a black culture lens. They, they're really going in overdrive with their, their content and their merch for sure now. So go check them out. Jack, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at RealJackZilla. Probably on a TV show, Korean TV show near you. Perhaps. My company, Fame Creators Network, is on a hiatus right now uh, due to corona you know, related things. So uh, you can always follow us at Fame Creators Network to you know, stay in touch and informed about the things that we're doing. But uh, otherwise, yeah, just hit me up at RealJackZilla on Instagram and uh, let's chat music or whatever else. Yeah, that was those those are cool parties, man. Thank I you. I miss those. Me too. <laughs> Trust. All right, y'all. Be easy. Peace. Peace. Stay safe.